0: Welcome to episode 261 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark. Now join me on today's episode. I'm joined by the producer, writer and amazing actress, Crew Boylan. This for me is a great interview. Crew is absolutely lovely, really down to earth and we hit it off straight away. And on today's interview, we mainly focus on her brand new film, Seriously Red. We talk about what it was like to meet Dolly Parton, her feedback and so much more. It's a great interview and we'll be coming up in just a couple of minutes time. But before we get there, let's touch base and talk about my last episode. We can't ignore this. Enter Shikari's Rao Reynolds, my most downloaded episode of the year, had the most ever downloads in a single day. It's been insane. A massive thank you to Enter Shikari for sharing it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram rao has been promoting it on his stories and it absolutely blew up i never expected numbers like this and it was mind-blowing so thank you so much to everyone that listened and i'm excited to hear their brand new album very soon but today it's all about crew boiling and this interview is beautiful But just before we get there, let's give a big shout out to the sponsor of the podcast, Richer Sounds. Those guys have helped me massively each and every month. And because of those guys, it allows me to do the podcast even more. So you're going to see a lot more episodes coming very soon and just a whole new range of guests. So if you're in the market for a brand new TV, please check out richersounds.com and a massive shout out to those guys. So now let's get to the interview with me and crew. Here's me and crew talking all things film. So crew, thank you for taking the time to join me today on the Mark and Me podcast.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: What i like to do for anyone that might be tuning in for the first time and discovering your work is take it right back to the very beginning. Um, Talk to me about when you were a kid, what were those first maybe TV shows or films you remember watching that made you fall in love with film?
1: Do you know one of my first memories is... I must have been about three, four, and I had all my cousins around at our house and we were watching it. must have been on like a, it must have been on a video, cassette video, and we were watching E.T. Oh, wow. My very first, it's like one of my first memories watching Drew Barrymore have that incredible relationship with E.T. And because she was Drew and I was crew and I had curly hair and so did she, I just... I felt an immediate affiliation with her, and um, that was such a strong memory of going, I feel like I've got a connection with ET too. And, yeah, maybe it was sort of sparked then of thinking that maybe I'd be an actress. I also looked a lot like Shirley Temple as a kid, and I share her birthday. So a lot of people would, I remember a lot of adults would look, you know, kind of name me, oh, she looks a bit like Shirley Temple. Um, So were definitely influential actresses that kind of allowed me to think that that's possibly something that I wanted to do.
0: Was it a reality at school, during like your school days or was it later on in life when you you know because I think it's such a hard world to get into and you know for any family to turn around and say you want to be a musician or an actor sometimes you know they're like oh it's going to be a difficult world were you supported was it an easy route for you or was it kind of a bit of a battle?
1: No, I was really supported by my my mum and my dad. I I skated for the first from like when I was six to when I was twelve, and um I just copied my big sister and she decided that she was going to quit that and she was going to go to dancing school, and so I just completely just went I'm doing what she's doing, and at that dancing school they had acting and a little, um, um an agency for kids and but by that stage I I knew that I wanted to be an actress so. Uh, that's when I started like doing all dance classes and acting and singing and acrobatics and tap. And, um, I started like, I remember my first commercial was being a robot, eating mini wheat, (laughs) breakfast cereal, I was like, this is so messed up, I'm probably going to get it. Um, like, cause I had to be a robot and I thought this is the kind of, this is the weird shit I can, I think I can get this one. And I did. Um, so yeah, that was my first experiences as being an actress was on a, on a, like probably most kids doing a a commercial for breakfast cereal.
0: And did you find that when you went to these auditions and stuff, were you, did you have a lot of fear? Were you very nervous or were you always quite confident in yourself? Because it's not easy, is it going against other people and trying to secure a good role in a, in a, in a film or a TV show? Were you kind of always nervous and always thinking you were the underdog or did you always go with kind of this, I'm going to do it. I'm going to prove everyone wrong.
1: I had a really strong um, parallel of both, and I have had that all my career where I go, I'm going to fight for this and I'm going to get it. And I've had lots of conversations with directors where I have to almost convince, I convince, have to convince the director that I'm the right person for the job. Um, uh, and in life, I'm really pretty confident but when it comes to my craft and I guess people it's you're under the guise of judgment so I definitely have been super nervous or super confident super nervous I'm hopeless I'm terrible what am I doing completely and probably more often than being really confident actually.
0: And you still believe that's kind of the way it is inside your head now is it still one of those things where you're going to these auditions or you're, you're sharing these ideas and you you still got to try and battle and you know, get across that you you can do this. you are meant to be here doing this,
1: but you know more recently, I've been sort of going, hang on a minute, hang on a minute <laughs> I got that? i've i have definitely more in my boots since since creating my own work and um and writing and um figuring out the kind of stories that are fun to tell, and um, I definitely have shifted. But it took me a really long time. And that's why I started writing because I was in such a weird in-between limbo. I was doing this great play that's so crazy. It's about this, it was this, this checkout chick who was obsessed with Celine Dion. It's like this French, French Canadian play. And um, it was directed by Shannon Murphy, who's a a co-founder and colleague of mine. Uh, She's a director. And um, I, but at the same time, I was trying to get jobs that were, auditioning for jobs after what I was going to do after the play and I just wasn't landing anything and I I felt really stuck I felt really in between I wasn't quite the drop dead gorgeous girl and I wasn't quite you know the 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 comedy chick or I wasn't quite but I am but I just felt like I was really stuck especially at that time where they where they were casting and there was a lot more kind of I guess a bit more stereotyped um and so I started to go, wow, what is this success? And, and why aren't I getting it? And what does it look like? And why do we all, why are we striving for success? Like why, what are we doing? We're all gonna be dead in a minute. Um, so I started to write to try and figure out what that meant to me. And I very quickly realized I went to this, this the, the writer's studio in Sydney in Bronte and I started going, what is success? And it really quickly came to me, Dolly Parton, Dolly Parton, for me, is the epitome of success because she just well, she has like a pretty sort of dated saying now, but it's it it was it's I look like a woman, but I think like a man, and I I really loved that, especially because of the way she chooses to present herself and the way she handles her finances and her businesses and her her um, acting and her um, songwriting and her albums and all the different facets she's got of her company. um, I just really admired because I I guess I feel like I've I've got a little bit, it's as if I'm Dolly Parton, but I feel affiliated with her, I guess the same as I did with Drew Barrymore back in the day. Um, I felt like I wasn't being taken seriously. Um, But I also didn't feel like I was like, you know, uh, 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 what is it? Yeah, kind of was, I felt like a, you know, a bit of a joke, I guess, but I also do have like a business sense. So I kind of just did, I felt really in between and Dolly for me, sent, sent like she just had it all going on. She was just had such grace and such kindness and such wisdom, but yet she didn't take herself too seriously.
0: I've never met her. Uh, I've seen a lot of press interviews. I've seen a lot of stuff that she does, but she seems like she's just fearless, um, you're not ever really going to try and pull a wool over her eyes. She seems like she's just a force to be reckoned with, but at the same time coming across as a, a beautiful, elegant person that's got this charm about her. That's like, she's not this big massive force to be reckoned with. It's weird. She's got this force, but she doesn't come across as she's too headstrong or she's not like dictating to people. She just seems like a lovely soul.
1: Yeah i completely agree and you know when i met her i got to meet her in austin texas um when we had our world premiere at south by southwest and it was i thought all these years i've been thinking about this woman and i like i was like this is not lost on me this is crazy there's no there's no way i thought you know toddler crew boylan would be become obsessed with dolly parton like it was just such a (laughs) So weird that I've been thinking about her for so long um, and and writing about her and imagining. And so I thought hopefully when I meet her I'm not just really impulsive and really like a, you know, <laughs> a bit of a moron and says something stupid and kisses her too much or, you know, I thought, oh, gosh, I hope I'm just cool. And I was and I was so in my boots and I was so cool and just myself. And she Just met my energy, or I met her energy. Sometimes it's when you're from different walks of life, and especially different countries. Sometimes you know your energy can be a little off. But she was, we were just with each other, and I started to cry, and I said, "Thank you for letting me tell my story through your stories, like all her music." And she was like, "You crying, angel? Are you crying?" And she started wiping away my tears. Oh
0: my god. (sighs)
1: I loved my story. I loved your movie. I laughed. Oh, we laughed. Are you, you know, are you famous in Australia? And I was like, no, I'm not, not not really. She was like, you're going to be, um, you're beautiful. You're a beautiful actress. And she was just so generous. And I was also trying to be so generous because I was so grateful for everything that she has done for the film. And, um, And yeah, she just sort of, she looked at me and she was like, I see you. I can see you. And I was like, I think I can see you too. And she couldn't have been more kind, more disarming. And, and I truly, and she, you know, I, I believe she's, she's the same with me, who is a nobody as she is with, when she meets someone who's super famous. I think she's, she's just as generous in her spirit and, and her time and, and her really connecting with me, which I just, you know, makes me, makes me cry thinking about it. Well, you're going to
0: treasure that for absolutely ever, aren't you? Like they say sometimes never meet your heroes, but you did, and it was the best experience. So it's so beautiful to hear that it was everything that you'd wished for and more.
1: I know. I know. Yeah. Sometimes, um, yeah, I couldn't have, I couldn't have asked for a better kind of 30 minutes.
0: And the thing is, my my next question was going to be what was her reaction and was it terrifying knowing that, you know, she's watching something that means so much to you and should hopefully mean so much to her. But for her to turn around and say she loved it, she found it funny, she thinks you're going to be really successful and huge, there isn't much more of a compliment you need. You don't need to read any of the reviews in any magazines or what The Guardian or Variety magazine is saying because Dolly Parton herself has said, yep, I loved it.
1: I know. Although I did read the review from Variety today. I was pretty happy with that. Um, um, But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it meant so much that that Dolly liked it and um, she's such an incredible artist and and a beautiful actress. I really, I I was really struck by the movie Still Magnolias that my mum showed me years ago and I didn't realise how much it would kind of affect my life in some ways, but that's when I really... Uh, kind of cottoned on to Dolly and started sort of looking her up and reading some of her books. And um, I loved the the relationships all of those women had and that movie just made me laugh and also punched me in the gut. Um, and it was one of the first sort of really popular, it felt like one of the first really popular female-driven dri- films. Um, so, yeah, it really stuck with me. Um, but no, she was what a what a joy and what a relief that she liked it. Imagine
0: she was like I hated it. You like, Oh no I know.
1: I know. I know. I just what would I have done? I probably would have just backed out and said, I'm so sorry.
0: Yeah, I'm, so sorry. I, I'm quitting my job now and I'll never do anything ever again. Yeah. So now that now this is out there and the world's ready to see this and the reviews are coming through and what I've seen so far, the reviews are all very strong, really high praise. People are talking great about the writing and performances. What, what's next for you? Are you kind of in this position now where I, I'm sure it took such a long time to get this over the line, get it greenlit, get it financed, get it out there? Is there kind of this period now that you're hungrier than ever to do the next project or do you want to kind of reflect and take a bit of time out? I'm hungry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm really, I'm really, really hungry. Yeah. I don't want to, I'm not ready to quit, you know, not quit, but just take some time out. Um, yeah, I've got, it's during the whole period. Um, I had, um, well, I had a daughter and then I had twin twins as well. So, um, now that, especially that the, the, the twins are three and a half. So now that they're kind of getting older and I got through and I did the film and we've cut it and it's coming out. yeah, I'm, I've got more energy than ever to kind of um, put into either another acting job or my next projects that I'm writing.
0: And that's the thing. Have you had a few things that you've been writing over the last few years that you'd like to try and get over the line while you were doing this project? Or is it always been the focus on getting seriously read over the line and then looking at other stuff?
1: Yeah, it's always um, probably if I didn't have the kids, I might have been able to um, double up. But I really, with my writing, I can't. I can't do a few jobs at the same time. Like if I'm doing an acting job, I can't write. I yeah. have to really focus on one creative piece at a time. I see. Yeah. And yeah, it is. It's really hard work getting a film up and over the line I mean Dolly was one of the first people that we convinced and then it took about eight years to convince everybody else eight years wow so it's been a long it's been a long journey but um yeah I'm 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 I couldn't be prouder I mean honestly we, we we made it with there's so much music in it which takes up so much budget and we made it with so little money but with so much love and um so much great music champing the movie through um yeah it was it it was it wasn't an easy feat but um we're really really proud of it and we hope you know when I met Dolly I had a, a bit of a sort of a Dolly intervention or a divine intervention where she was talking about something a project and there was just a moment that where I just went wow Dolly just does joy and I went, oh, I'm just, I'm, that's my thing. I, I can do, I do joy. And it made me just realise like from here on in for the next few projects, because life can be so heavy, especially with what the world has just been through, I want to focus on projects that are not too dark, but maybe gets everyone sort of sharing a bit more love or a bit more intimacy or a, bit, a few more cuddles. Do do you know what's
0: really strange? When you were talking then, it sounds odd, but you said the word joy. And I thought to myself, when was the last time I heard anyone use the term joy? And it's rare. I can't remember hearing someone say it's joyful or oh, it's full of joy. And I think we're missing that right now. Like you said, just a cuddle, a bit of affection a bit of love. It's all been quite a lot of gloom for a couple of years. And that's been reflected in a lot of the films we see. We see a lot of, you know, horrors and traumatic thrillers, but we need more feel good films. We need to make sure that there's people out there saying life is good. Life can be good. And let's have some joy again, you know?
1: Yeah, I totally, totally. I think um, you've, you've really got to balance it out with, with joy and with levity and, and beautiful art and fun and funny art to cope with the madness that, that life really is and, and has been otherwise it's just, just way too tough. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully, you know, I think seriously red has a few, some of those elements and, um, you know, take your, take your lover. Take your lover to the cinema for Valentine's Day.
0: (laughs) It's the perfect experience. (laughs) And I suppose eight years of trying to get this over the line, what is it that kept you going? What was the thing that gave you resilience and gave you that kind of power to keep going over each hurdle? Because there must have been times when you thought, fuck it, I'm going to throw the white towel in. I'm done. Like, I can't do this anymore.
1: Yeah, I've got a really good man. Yeah, um, that I can um, lean on when I when I feel like I'm gonna fall over. I do have, I do, I am quite a patient person, and sometimes that is to my detriment. Um, so I have got innate patience, but also what got me kept me going is like one of the first quotes that I put up in my in my apartment was, um, "You got to work a you've got to work a dream. You've got to put feet and wings on it." And that's a Dolly quote, and that was one—the first one out of all her quotes—that I went, "Oh, okay, I'm not feeling like I'm getting the success I want." My dad's always saying, "Go out there, Bob, you know, be successful, go after your dreams," and I'm going, "I don't feel successful, Dad. I'm working my ass off, but I don't feel successful. I don't have what I think everyone, everyone, you know, lots of other people have. I just don't yeah. think I've got." Um, and. Uh, that was that little quote really kept me going because I thought I've just got to work my own dreams. I've got to I've got to write my own stuff. I've got to produce my own stuff. And in amongst all that, I did start writing for theatre and I produced some theatre shows and acted in in those as well. And um, yeah, I worked hard. You know what I mean?
0: You've got, got to. Doing... Some people have this um, kind of. Vision and view that there's a level of working hard and it's not meant to sound arrogant, but there's a level that you need to go beyond and people think, oh, yeah, I've worked hard today. It's just doing the bare minimum or just doing the things that were asked of them to try and get actually anywhere in this world. Now, I think you have to go so far above what the minimum is. There's a whole different level. I I meet people every day that are like, oh, it's been crazy today. I've done two interviews and I'm absolutely exhausted. I've worked so hard. And I'm like, this is my fifth interview I'm just turning up to now. I've still got another six after this. You know, it's like there's another level that you've got to stretch yourself to to even just achieve just that dream, you know?
1: Yeah. And not even the dream.
0: I know, I know, and it's still not because it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not it's, there's still a long way to go. I'm only halfway up the ladder, so it's still a long way to go, but that's at flat out 24 hours a day, you know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. But um, what I do on the podcast, um, and I try and keep the podcast as fresh as I can, is, and I'm going to put you on the spot, but I ask every person that's been on the podcast to choose the outro piece of music that's played. So during the outro today, Every guest, and I've had 252 episodes now, every guest gets to choose their song that means a lot to them. And what would be a piece of music by any artist, and maybe it's going to be Dolly, but an artist that you love or a piece of music that once this is all edited and out there for the world to listen to, that final piece of music that's played is down to you?
1: It's probably going to be Jolene.
0: It's a hell of a song, isn't it, really? It's
1: a good song. Um, yeah. I mean I've got a, I've got I could I could sit here all night. I could sit here all night telling you about which music to play, but I think Jolene would be good. Yeah.
0: Is there a reason that song sticks out to you more than another because there's so many hits that she's done, there's so many songs in the world, but I always like to know what it was that brought that to your heart and your head and your soul as when I ask the question above any other song.
1: I mean straight away the the little uh the little riff that that starts the song, where is it? Can I even play it? That moves straight away.
0: Mm-hmm. That little guitar lick at the start. It's so good.
1: Gets me. Gets me straight away.
0: It is yep. so good. It sounds raw as well. It sounds you can hear the mic, you can hear the little guitar pluck in the little plectrum and stuff. It's raw, but it's also doesn't sound like it was recorded however long ago that was.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's the best. I end
0: up listening to that all day now. I had stuff to do but I end up going down this rabbit hole of Dolly Parton.
1: Um, it's a good rabbit hole. I've been down it for quite a few years now. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a long one. You've been there a decade.
1: <laughs> I, I recommend her. I really recommend her. You know what? even just dressing up like her in, shooting the film was so empowering and kind of sassy and sexy and cheeky and cute and beautiful and outrageous and wrong. And like, it was just great. Have you ever dressed up as anybody?
0: Well, the thing is, if I get home and my wife comes in tonight, she's like, why are you dressed up as Dolly Parton? I can't say. Well, I want to feel cute. I want to feel... I had an interview with crew today, and she said it feels really good to listen, go down a rabbit hole and dress up. So I can't get away with that. I think I'd probably have a divorce. But no, (laughs) there's not been enough Halloween parties in the last few years, but I miss even just being a kid and dressing up as a cowboy and running around with a toy gun or just being out of my own character so i think it's a lost art i want to get back into it this halloween i'm going to make sure that i go all out at halloween and dress up properly
1: should get that cowboy outfit get that cowboy outfit but just in a bigger size i was gonna say if it
0: still fits now then i'm worried but yeah
1: yeah highly recommend it um it was really cool it was really cool and you know people were in sydney people came like came to the screenings dressed up
0: that's amazing i miss those days and i miss you know when the rocky horror show was on and stuff like that and people went all out and i went to an event in the uk called secret cinema and they show like blade runner or these big star wars films and back to the future and everyone dressed up like that that was part of it you only could go in if you dressed up as part of like a an ensemble cast of you know in back to the future everyone's dressing up as you know, in the eighties, where everyone had all these folded-over jeans and gilets and stuff, and honestly, cool. it was amazing.
1: I love that. Yeah, I love all that. I love that interactive. I love all that interactive stuff, and I love I love sitting in the cinema and having you know all walks of life around you, and yeah, dressed up or not dressed up, or in drag or not in drag, or you know, there's nothing. There's something to be said, don't you think about being amongst humanity.
0: Yeah. And not not kind of having any expectations because anyone is free to come into a cinema. It can be someone off the street or a king. It could be anybody has that ticket to come in. So you're never going to get the same people again. And I think for me, it feels a bit like a church. You can go there and there's a whole group of people there for the same reason. And you all hopefully enjoy it and have an experience that all of you take something different away with. And I love the fact that you can be sitting next door to a stranger and going through such an emotional experience and then you just walk away and go back to your normal lives.
1: Yeah, I love that. I agree. Because there's a there's part of I, I mean, I feel the same about when I write. Like I like to write in a cafe because there's a there's a hum, there's an energy, there's almost a performance element to it where you're yeah, like you're all sitting together. You're all you're all having one experience together like in the cinema or or you or watching a play even um i hope we don't lose that do you think we're gonna lose that forever
0: i feel that we lost it during lockdown obviously because no one could go anywhere and i lost it with streaming services so netflix is so easy now to sit and binge and watch 10 hours of a show in a couple of days i worry that there's that kind of People have got too comfortable at home now and don't want to go out and it's easier just to to veg out at home. But do you know what? Since lockdown then said, you can go back out again. Every time I go to a Starbucks or an a co- independent coffee house, there's a number of people with laptops. There's a number of people on calls. And it does seem to be that desire and need again just to be around people and not be locked up in your home again.
1: Yeah. Well, that's helpful. That's good.
0: Well, I'm gonna spend this afternoon in Starbucks, dressed as Dolly Parton, watching music yeah. videos, listening to Jolene on repeat for ten hours, and then saying, Well, I took a lot from that interview.
1: Brilliant. And FaceTime your your, your girlfriend.
0: My wife. And... If I FaceTime my With girlfriend, my... my God, that's a different story.
1: Yeah. Oops. <laughs> oh My gosh. Okay. <laughs> when I, can I do one story? When I so met Dolly Parton, she, she was backstage about to do a performance um she was like so you're gonna st- you, you you staying for the show and i was like oh i've actually got to i've got to go and int- uh, introduce our film like the film seriously read at south by and she was like oh and i was like yeah so I'm, i'll am i go introduce our film and then i'll come back and i'll watch the show and it was really nice because i was like oh yeah we're both working and she really there's something about her that really loved that i was i was gonna go to do that and then i was gonna come back you know what i mean like i was like it was just so lovely she was like Okay, yeah, you, you go and do that and then you come back. Came back, watched the show. And it, if you haven't seen Dolly Parton live, she's just dynamite. She's 75 and she is hilarious, amazing, quick. And someone yelled out from the audience, some guy, I love you, darling, like that. <laughs> she, without dropping a beat, said, I thought I told you to wait in the truck. And the whole audience just,
2: <laughs> She's just
1: cracked up she just like paints a picture just so quickly and everyone just laughed just imagining that she's got some toy boy on the side um anyway that just reminded me
0: she's a legend yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast it's a pleasure to speak to you uh i know it's late over in your side of the world right now it's is it sort of nine ten o'clock at night
1: yeah yeah that's all right
0: I'll let you get some rest, but um, thank you so much for coming on. I am really excited to see people's reactions to Seriously Red. Like I said, today, even just this morning, I think we've mentioned it on today's interview, we've seen some of the reviews coming out. Variety was really, really glowing with a great review. Um, and I'm seeing more and more people talking about it on IMDb and everyone's loving it. So I'm really, really grateful for your time and good luck with everything and thanks. And I hope I'll kind of pass meet again in the near future.
1: Love that nice to chat to you too thanks so much
0: so there it is there's my interview with me and crew talking all things seriously red. the film is out now you can go and watch it and pay for it on streaming services like amazon and i urge you all to go and check it out it's a lovely film so well made so well acted and just a great story so please if you go and check it out let me know what you think the best way to support mark and me is to keep on sharing All the links are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can find them all on markandme.com. It's really simple, and is literally the click of a couple of buttons. I see more and more listeners doing it each and every week, and it really goes a long way, so please keep clicking those share buttons. Also, I do have a Patreon account. The podcast can only continue to grow with help on Patreon. I have lost a few recently and I completely understand with the cost of living crisis. But any help really goes a long way. And each and every month you're going to get a brand new exclusive episode, badges, loads of merch and loads of prizes. It really is for me a great incentive for you guys to sign up and I hope more of you do. All the links are on markandme.com and it really, really helps. I'll be back in only a few days time with another brand new episode and it's a big band and a huge episode and I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. So until then look after yourself, watch Sirius Red, take care and I'll speak to you all very soon.
2: Can easily understand how you could easily take my man, but you don't know what he means.